But first, the Chicago Transit Authority released its budget. You can breathe a sigh of relief. There are no plans for fare hikes. The $2 billion budget addresses low ridership and employee shortages. It also says that service will be expanded, but the agency didn't provide a lot of detail on how or when. Now, Chicago Tribune transportation reporter Sarah Freistadt joins us now with more. Hey, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Good to see you again. So, Sarah, I'm curious, your initial reaction when you took a look at this budget, any surprises? You know, I think it's just about what we expected. Um, it's, as you said, there's no fare hikes. That's good news for riders. Uh, but, you know, CTA is still facing a lot of the challenges that that the agency has faced for the past couple years. And I think we're seeing um, we're seeing kind of some efforts to to work on continuing to address those. So that'll be super important to keep an eye on. Moving and, when forward. You, and when you say challenges that they faced over the, the last few years, remind us because there's a list of them. Exactly. So we're talking about uh, service problems, you know, that's, as you mentioned, related to hiring a shortage of of bus and train drivers, Um, concerns about safety and security on the trains. And of course, you know, there there are many people living on the trains and just just the experience of both living on the train and riding the train. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the key terms I've been hearing for the last couple of years so much ghost buses, right? And ghost trains. So, yeah, that's that's, that's a lot on their plates. And, and this two billion dollar budget, it's up from last year. But by how much? Yeah, it is up uh, a little bit over nine percent. So what does that's that signal? A pretty significant increase. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of what's in the budget is actually um, kind of continuations of what has been going on for the past couple of years. Um, you know, one big increase this year was actually um, for security, although uh, part of that, that's a little bit misleading because part of that is, um, you know, CTA was spending money on security last year. It just didn't make it into the budget in time. So, um, oh, okay. So really, it's kind of a continuation of a lot of what's what's been going on. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because safety on CTA trains and buses, we know that that's been a big concern for commuters, right? Especially um, the ones returning to public transit post pandemic. So, I mean, what does this plan include then about safety specifically? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, kind of more of what riders have probably seen. It's uh, unarmed private guards, mm-hmm. canine teams. So those are the the people out there with dogs. Um, and of course, Chicago police officers patrolling the system. Uh, I think riders should expect to continue seeing all of that. Yeah. Now, speaking of riders, the agency is continuing to struggle with ridership. That still continues to be an issue. Numbers are still well below what they were before COVID came into the picture. So what does the plan include to try to address that specifically? Yeah, so ridership in August was about 65% of of what it was before the pandemic. You know, that, of course, means um, fewer people on buses and trains, uh, you know, less money for CTA from fares. Um, so, you know, this efforts to kind of boost service, get get the safety concerns under control, uh, get conditions on trains a little bit um, more like what people were used to before the pandemic. Those are all part of the, the efforts to bring back riders. Yeah. Sarah, let's hear from Christopher, who's waiting. Christopher is calling from Oak Park. Hey, Christopher, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I just want to let you know, I, I love your show. I really do. I listen to it every day, you know. It's, it's a great show. That's, that's <laughs> thank you so that. much, Christopher. Yeah, um, I wish they would like just not just like this private economy on the on the CTA. Like they sell these things called squares. I'm from the Bay Area, so 
I've been here for since like 2008, and I just found out that's like you know they sell these cigarettes, and, and they allow smoking on there. I mean, it, I don't understand why that's allowed. It, I have uh, like four years ago, I would take my newborn infant with me, and you would have these these uh, these guys just smoke out in the open. With mm. you know, they don't they, they don't care. Nobody nobody stopped them. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Christopher. First of all, thank you so much for calling us. And and yeah, Sarah, I've heard this one too. I mean, in our uh, sort of data collection here at WBEZ, we've done some some polling of of uh, CTA riders over the last year or so, and smoking seems to come up. Exactly. Yes, it's a uh, very uh, strong concern that I also hear a lot about in my reporting. Um, so yeah, really, really good point. So you mentioned uh, service before, right? And and we know that the CTA also hasn't been able to get service for every line fully up and running. The agency recently cut service to the brown line and to the orange lines by 25%. So would you say that that's uh, another symptom of, of not having enough drivers? Exactly. That That is exactly what it comes down to. Um, you know, if you don't have bus drivers and train operators, you can't run buses and trains, right? So um, in this this budget for next year, it does continue a lot of those efforts that CTA has undertaken, um, like increasing some salaries, uh, retention bonuses, signing bonuses, just things to try to get people in the door. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, CTA still has a problem with attrition of rail operators, especially. So, you know, do you have any thoughts as to why? Have Have you been able to get an answer on that? You know, it it there's a lot of theories out there. Um, if you ask some of the the rail operators, they'll say it comes down to uh, working conditions. So both, you know, the way they're treated by management and just kind of the experience of being a train driver, but but also. Um, you know, the way they're treated by the public, right? It's a hard job. Um, the rail operators. Yeah, and and both bus and rail, but I have heard that from rail operators as well. Um, you know, you, you get a lot of people on CTA. You get a lot of different kinds of people who are just experiencing different things. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that the train operators, um, you know, certainly they're a little bit removed from that in, in the train cabs, but they do still, right, they're, they're still out there on the rails with passengers. Yeah. Got a problem solve. Um, exactly, exactly. In a lot of cases, too. Uh, there were service cuts during the pandemic, as we know, but the CTA is saying it plans to bring some of that back. What exactly do we know so far? Well, not much. Um, so, I'm sure you asked. <laughs> of course, of course. So, um, you know, CTA does, they, they say that they plan to bring back service in this budget. Um, there are really no details in the budget about how they're going to do that. So we don't know when that will happen, where that will happen, what lines that's going to happen on, what what bus routes that's going to happen on. Um, you know, CTA says that's all going to come down to hiring and how quickly they're able to hire and, you know, where they're able to, to kind of fill in the gaps in their staffing shortages right now. So uh, I guess at this point in time, we just kind of have to sit tight and wait and see. Yeah, so nothing so far, no specifics so far on how much the CTA will increase service by and when. Exactly. Let's hear from Faith in the Gold Coast. Hey, Faith. Welcome to Reset. Hello. Hi Hi. there. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm sitting here actually looking down on Clark Street. So the one thing that I'd like to see improvement on 
Um, aside from the other things in regard to safety, is actually tracking. So there, there have been a lot of schedule changes, but for instance, here on Clark Street, the Clark Post is a pretty regular running thing. There's, I don't know, maybe a 20-minute difference, but tracking is a real issue along some surprisingly major lines, Chicago Avenue Division, Clark Broadway, um, sometimes LaSalle, which has a staggered schedule now. Mm-hmm. I think tracking's a real, like, we've all had to deal with the schedule changes, but knowing what we're in for before we leave the house has become a real challenge. Like, it'll go from 20 minutes to 28 minutes, like, you're kind of standing there thinking, okay, fine. Yeah. And then it just drastically disappears. And I know there was an issue of ghost buses before, um, and I know that's improved some, but Whatever app you're using no longer is tracking is often just yeah. completely off. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Faith. Thank you so much for, for calling. I mean, Faith is kind of hitting it right on the exactly. money there when it comes to tracking. You and I both nodding our heads uh, as she was speaking. Faith also reminds me of my kids this morning getting ready to, to leave for school. And uh, I think they both use different apps to, to track their CTA buses. And I heard one shouting from one room to the other, the bus is coming in five minutes. And the other one said, no, it's one minute. And oh, then no. the next one's in 23 minutes. And I'm just, you know, in my room getting ready thinking, oh my gosh, which one is it? <laughs> exactly. And you, I mean, you just nailed it, right? Like people rely on this. Your kids have to get to school. That's, yeah. that's important. That's a big deal. And, you know, um, that's actually one of the reasons CTA has cut schedules is to try to like make the schedules match, um, make the actual service match the schedules better, mm-hmm. which makes the trackers work better. Um, but uh, especially with buses, you know, buses, it's hard to get them running it on really schedule. Is. They get stuck in traffic. They, you know, things happen. Um, so that's actually something that uh, we might hear more about next year. Uh, in the budget are some uh, efforts that kind of have been in the works for a little bit of time from CTA to maybe work with the city to get buses running a little bit smoother, uh, mm. a little bit less stuck in traffic. Those are really long-term plans, but we might start hearing more about them next yeah. year. Well, I'm curious, does the budget include anything specific about like how many bus drivers and how many train operators are needed to, to bring trains to to full service, for instance. Yeah. So, you know, that is um, kind of complicated. But but basically, like this year, we know um, CTA did set target levels for its bus bus drivers and train operators. And actually, uh, in September, uh, it was it was still down from those target levels. Uh, It was still short a little bit over 200 uh, bus drivers and uh, short a little bit more than 118 rail operators. Mm. So pretty significant numbers to to try to to get back up to service levels. Wow. Well, let's jump back to the phone, Sarah. Lydia's been waiting, calling from Rogers Park. Hey, Lydia. Hi. Thanks for calling. What's your experience like on the CTA? Yeah, it, it's been pretty tough, to be honest. <laughs> I, I ride the red line. Uh, actually, I ride all lines, um, buses and trains and everything, but mostly the red line to and from work. And I actually moved back here during the height of the pandemic, and I had to immediately start using public transit. And um, I just kind of second everything that everyone's been saying. The tracking could really, really get better so that um, we can be on time to work. Like yesterday, my train was 25 minutes delayed, but with mm-hmm. no warning. So it just kept saying do, and then seven minutes, and then do, and then seven minutes, and it doesn't, um, oh, it dear. doesn't really line up to what is actually going on in reality. And then um, just as a 
single female writing it. Uh, the sexual harassment is still pretty darn intense. Um, the smoking mm. is a daily battle. Um, sometimes I'm brave and I just ask people, can you please, please, please put that out? I have lung issues. We're in COVID. Um, and uh, sometimes mm. uh, someone puts it out and sometimes they get really, really aggressive and angry and that can be scary. So I've just noticed a lot of safety issues, yeah. a lot of sexual harassment. And uh, yeah, the smoking is pretty rampant. I mean, kudos to you, Lydia, for, for even speaking up. I know a lot of folks to just stand there and endure it, right? Um, what are your thoughts, Sarah? Yeah, I, you know, I, what, what Lydia is describing are things that I hear from a lot of people who are writing and it's, yeah. it makes it so hard, right? You're just like trying to go to work or get home from work and, and maybe, you know, you're tired confronting people. That's hard. That's scary. Um, so, the harassment piece is also yeah, concerning yeah. for sure. Uh, let's hear now from Tom in Ravenswood. Hey Tom, welcome to Reset. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, going well. Great, great. Uh, I'm genuinely curious about the restroom situation. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, out in South Korea. I was out there for two years. Their transportation system is beautiful. And just they have restroom stops on like every stop. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Poland. They have restrooms there on every stop. Uh, sure, you have to pay for it. But, you know, that then they're clean. Um, and a lot of people that I've talked to, they're always complaining about it just smelling really bad. There's no restrooms anywhere. So, mm. yeah, if, if Chicago is going to do anything about that. That's a good question, Tom. And something I don't think that I was aware of. Maybe I've just never had to use the restroom in my times riding the train. But is, yeah. that, is that a fact? Um, yeah. You know, we, we don't have restrooms at, at our train stations. Um, I have not heard any, at any of talk them. about. No, no. Really? And I haven't heard any talk about, you know, changing that. Um I do know that is uh, for for bus and train drivers. Uh, that's certainly a concern for them, right? Because you hit the end of your route, you've got like where do they go? Three minutes before you, you know, or, or just a couple minutes before you before you head back out again, and like, you know, having time to find a place to just take care of some personal business. That's a that's a challenge. So yeah, thank you so much for your calls, folks. Uh, here's Kim in Edgewater. I think Kim's got a cleanliness issue as well. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Kim Amer. I'm a nursing professor at DePaul University, and I love uh, taking public transportation, and I want to be really proud of our fabulous city. But the last couple, couple times that I've traveled, it's kind of the same thing. It's putrid smell, and um, you really have to be careful about what seat, which seat you choose. So um, I know that the staffing issues are difficult, but I think that trying to keep all of the buses and trains at least at a baseline of cleanliness would really help to highlight the lovely city that we live in. And if people are visiting from away, um, you know, all over the world, I think it's, it's yeah. kind of a symbol. Great point, Kim. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Right, The folks coming into town, right? They, there's the, yes. There's that. You want to be able to show off Chicago the way yeah. it deserves to be shown off. And especially I talk to so many people who, you know, get off uh, get off a plane at O'Hare and hop on the blue line. And they're like, oh, great. Just a, a straight shot downtown. But then that's kind of like their first impression of Chicago. Right. Yeah. And it's um, we don't not always great. That. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the budget continues to rely on federal pandemic aid. How are they still able to pull from that? Like how much is left? Yeah. So, um, you know, CTA, like 
like all transit agencies in the country, um, got a ton of COVID relief money uh, that they have been using to balance their budget because they're not bringing in as much fair revenue. Um, but that is supposed to dry up. Uh, their The latest projection is probably the end of 2025. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, once that runs out, um, they are staring down some pretty steep budget shortfalls. Um, there did, are, did transit leaders talk about how that could impact the future of, of public transit here? Yeah, so there are conversations underway, really like broad regional conversations about um, what do we do once that runs out and what should transit look like and how should we pay for it? Um, and frankly, even whether, you know, we have three transit agencies in this region right now, frankly, those conversations include, should we continue to have three different agencies? So really big picture, you know, big sweeping changes that could potentially be on the table. Well, speaking of the future, the budget includes over $3 billion in capital projects for the next five years, including that red line extension to 130th Street. Uh, Just remind us briefly what those include. Yeah, so the red line extension is obviously the big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a five and a half mile extension. Um, You know, that uh, you may remember that that has also gotten some city TIF money and a lot of federal funding. Um, Construction could start on that as soon as uh, 2025, um, which is, you know, we've been talking about this for decades and we have it's here. (laughs) We're going to keep talking about it because it doesn't even start for Uh, (laughs) another two, three years. (laughs) Uh, Real quick before I let you go, Sarah, anything missing you think in this budget that you're still scratching your head about? You know, I think the thing that stood out to me was really um, the service. Like we've been talking a lot about that and CTA has been talking a lot about um, bringing it back. And uh, certainly there is room in the budget for them to add service. But I'm really keeping an eye on, you know, how quickly is that going to happen and what is that going to look like? Let's get um, some answers to those questions I was asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Sarah Freistadt is a Chicago Tribune transportation reporter. Thank you all for your calls and thank you for joining us. Thank you.